0: Welcome in to the DFFL Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the happenings in the DFFL. Now, here's your hosts, James Wiley and Aaron Kelly. Welcome in to the DFFL Podcast. I'm here with our co-host Aaron and myself, Jim Wiley. Notice how Cranmer is not here because he just likes to talk shit and not actually show up and Speak his mind about yeah, how good his team is.
1: He is uh, really lighting up the group chat this year.
0: He didn't. He no longer has a wooden spoon to stir the pot. Somebody bought him an electric mixer. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's, he's upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess it's better than using that dildo that he was using to stir. The
0: pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, that thing was big and dark. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) Um, let's talk some of the trades this week. Not our trades, but actually trades that are going down on today's deadline. We are here on Tuesday recording this, and we have uh, several trades that went down that are impactful for fantasy. Uh, We'll start it off, I mean, your receiving core is entirely different. We got Demarius Thomas going from Denver to Houston for a fourth-round pick. You want to talk about that?
1: Well, it's an upgrade at quarterback for him, and it looks like he's moving in a positive direction. It's not necessarily positive for me in the fact that it'll probably take him a week or two to learn the plays and, you know hopefully not a week or two to get on the field. I hope he plays this week. But that being said, uh, it's a good move for him. It's a good move for Houston. And I'm happy he's out of Denver because Emmanuel Sanders is eating up everything over there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's probably too little too late um, for you, unfortunately. Had this happened maybe two weeks ago, it would have been a lot better. Hopefully he gets in there. Uh, let's see, did Houston have their bye yet? No, they have their bye next week. Um, but so did Denver, so that wasn't much of a change for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And they actually play against each other this week, ironically. Very uh, strange, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, it's it's due to Kiki Cutie being injured still with his hamstring. A lot of hamstrings this year. It's pretty bad. Um, and Will Fuller, obviously, with the ACL. So there's a lot of opportunity there for for Demarius. We'll see how it works out for him.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I said, I think it's positive for him in the sense that he's going to see more throws. I know DeAndre Hopkins is there, but it's someone that Deshaun Watson will probably take advantage of having.
0: It's almost better to have – I mean, having – Hopkins there is better than having Sanders. Sanders doesn't demand a second person on him. Hopkins demands a second person on him.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: Um, The only thing I would say is he's not very comparable to Will Fuller in that he's not a speed guy. He's more of a possession guy, and we'll see how that works out.
1: Yeah, it was weird. I was listening to the radio today, and they were saying that, which is totally strange. They were saying that he was that deep
0: threat, but I disagree. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: That he's old and he's lost a step, but he's still that deep threat that, you know, he's got a burst of quickness to him.
0: Interesting. Uh, Anyway, the other trade that went down that impacts your team is Golden Tate from Detroit to the Eagles for a third rounder.
1: Yeah, I actually like this one a lot. Uh, I don't like that they're on by, but it gives them a week to build into the team. And I think he'll be highly successful there because right now they've got, well, for one, uh, it's an upgrade at QB slightly, but it's still an upgrade at QB, I think. Um, And, the way that Detroit's offense had been going the last three weeks, I think it's a positive for Tate. The other thing is that, really, they're only throwing to Alshon Jeffery and Zach Ertz, so this should really—they don't have a slot receiver, so I think this is perfect, a perfect fit for Golden Tate.
0: Yeah, it's weird, though. They don't have a standout slot receiver, but they have Nelson Aguilar and Jordan Matthews, who really only work out of the slot— And, you know, I was reading somewhere that Tate might play on the outside, which that's just not his strong suit. Like, Tate is far and away better than those other two receivers. You need to have him in the slot there.
1: Yeah, you would think so. I'm sure they'll shuffle it around. Um, They have a week, you know, they have the extra week because of the bye week to figure it out. And hopefully, you know, it doesn't really affect golden Tate, but the way he was trending it's probably a better move for him and honestly uh it, he's only it's basically like a rent-a-player because he's
0: only going to be there until the end of the season then he's a free agent so yeah which is a lot to pay for a rent-a-player at a third round pick um I, I am very happy with that trade because it opens things back up for Galladay, who was trending in the very wrong direction in that offense there. Um, so that's a positive for me from this trade. For Rob, maybe Marvin Jones gets an uptick. Uh, for Wes, on Johnson maybe gets an uptick. It's It opens things up for that Detroit offense to have a little bit less mouths to feed. Uh, the only one person that probably negatively really impacts is Stafford, probably. He doesn't have his safety valve anymore.
1: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, he's been down the last few games, and this isn't going to help. It's interesting because I also heard them say this is something that maybe is related to like a New England. Obviously, Matt Patricia is a New England product as a coach, and they were referencing that Golden Tate is not a very big guy mm-hmm. and that really that's New England doesn't really like playing with small players. So they're moving on to probably a bigger player. And obviously, if that's true, I don't know much about it. I'm not that in depth with it. But if that's true, then obviously this trade comes as a product of Matt Patricia being part of New England's, you know, uh, coaching staff for however long he was there.
0: That's possible. I'm. I don't know that I buy into that. The all the all the white receivers that they have there, Amendola in the past, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. They're they're not big guys, so I don't really know if I buy into that. But you know, wide receiver is definitely not a priority in New England, so you know that could be a product of it. You don't want to pay Tate and get him off your books or whatever. You know, they have they have the pieces that they need there to be successful. We'll see how it goes. I mean, he definitely wants that running game. He brought Blunt in. He brought on Johnson in. They still have Theo Riddick. Yeah, Theo Riddick. The thorn in my side. Yep. So, um, those are two major trades. There's one that was a little bit quieter that nobody's really talked about. Haha ha, Clinton Dix? <laughs> no, uh, that one was going to be talked about for us but it was not not the one i was referencing uh i wanted to really get that in there right after we were talking about um cranman's personal property there but yeah haha clinton dicks to the redskins bumps their defense up a little bit um rams got dante fowler from the jaguars that bumps their defense up a bit and they already have a crazy defensive line um Brandon Marshall got cut today by the Seahawks. Not that that matters. Um, but it was Ty Montgomery going to the Ravens and that sort of muddles things up in Baltimore. Now you got two pass catching backs with Javorius slash Buck Allen and, um, in Ty Montgomery. And then you also have Alex Collins. So what are the dynamics going on there? What's happening there? How does that backfield play out? But it also puts some clarity sort of into that Green Bay backfield. You know, this is probably going to be Aaron Jones's backfield at this point, because Jamal Williams is not great at catching the ball out of the backfield. Aaron Jones is decent at it. And there's not a lot that Jamal Williams can do that Aaron Jones can't really it's just the pass blocking. Um so we'll see how that plays out. It's this probably all stems back to Montgomery fumbling it on that last kickoff and losing the game for them. Oh, absolutely.
1: Actually, he was he was given specific instructions to take a knee.
0: Yeah, I heard that. He just uh you know, he's upset with how the touches shake out there and so he you know, he he defied the coaches, and that's one surefire way to get the heck out of there.
1: Yep, and uh, it's unfortunate because he's sacrificed a lot being there. Obviously, he's a wide receiver, agreed to play running back, you know, how how long is it now? Two years ago? And, I mean, it kind of sucks, but you can't – if the coach tells you to do something – and then you don't do it, one, you're in trouble. But when you don't do it and you fuck up that bad, you're really in trouble.
0: Yeah. Um. So we'll see how all of this plays out. One other major news thing. The Bills have signed Terrell Pryor. Wow. And, and? No one gives a shit. And? Nathan Peterman's throwing it to him this week. He is starting this week because Derek Anderson's in the concussion protocol. So that should be fun.
1: So basically Nathan Peterman will throw four touchdowns to Terrell Pryor. Is that what you're telling me? Because I'm stuck
0: defense. And and assuming Eric picks both of them up (laughs) to fill in his bye week stuff. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's no other uh serious news. Jaguars did poke around for a quarterback, but he didn't pull the trigger on anything. So uh that's all the news speaking, there really was.
1: Speaking of quarterbacks though, I'm glad that Jameis Winston is out. I'm sick of that guy. Oh uh, yeah,
0: Fitz Magic is back. How did we not talk about that?
1: I'm not I mean I'm not excited, just like go away, Jameis Winston, you're trash. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that.
0: <laughs> Alright, so we'll move on to the matchups now. We will start with the highest-scoring team in the league this week. Ben Sacked, Michael Cranmer, versus Matthew Kalo, focused on playoffs. Cranman, 157 points to Kalo's 83.7. You want to take this one?
1: Man, uh, nice to see Alvin Kamara, you know, obviously leading the backfield, I think. That's how it's going to be. Uh, Chris Thompson, obviously, did he have buys? He didn't have any buys this week, so he's really struggling. Kayla's re- uh, really hoping that Leonard Fournette comes back sooner rather than later, even though he is 4-4, um, four and four, which basically not that far away from playoffs, but probably wants that running back, too, ready to go.
0: Uh, I'm a little confused why he didn't start Alex Collins, who he guaranteed gives him 10 points every week.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it wouldn't have mattered, but I, yeah, he, he should have. Uh, Juju had an off day, and so did Tariq Hill. I don't think it would have been. Yeah, we know Juju
0: he... had an off day. Kayla only got 83 points.
1: <laughs> Trey Burton, whatever, tight ends. Uh, Harrison Bucker, wow. You know, Kalo said it was, it was Mr. Consistent, and now it's he's, okay. Up.
0: He gets double digits most weeks. Two out of eight. <laughs>
1: um yeah I just you know a couple off days from Caleb but the thing is he had an off day with a couple of his major players and Cramner had an on day for almost every single player he had in his lineup so there's nothing
0: and on his bench really
1: yeah and there's nothing you're going to do about that I mean I think the days of Le'Veon Bell coming back are over it's I mean it's done and dusted he's even if he plays which he's not really going to play um because he's fat, uh, won't happen. Uh, Marlon Mack, not sure if I'm a believer, but I mean, hey, two for two, I guess, or two for four, if, if you count week two and week six. So good pickup there. Uh, Miller's been, uh, outproducing himself and should return to normal, I'm, I'm sure this week. Who's he played Denver? Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Eh. Denver gave up two 200-yard games in the last 3 games.
1: Oh man, I wish I was playing had a running back playing him. Um Antonio Brown doing his thing. Gordon uh was suspended, I believe, for a
0: little bit in the first quarter. No, that was a rumor. It was supposed to happen, but it didn't. Oh, yeah, that seems I mean, they all cheat anyway, so <laughs> who cares?
1: Chris Carson, now he kind of you know got some decisions to make. Do you obviously Connors a lock? Do you roll with Chris Carson who probably has a higher ceiling than Lamar Miller? Or do you just play Mr. Consistent? I guess when you're two and six, you play Mr. Consistent because you know, you need those points and you'll get them. But this is a, this is a very, very high week for Cranman. Like I said, I, I, don't have a problem with his team. His team is good. He's been putting up numbers um, and just been unlucky, but I think this is well above the numbers that he should normally be putting up.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't expect 35 from James Conner. You can't expect 27 from Marlon Mack, but you know, maybe 27 from Ben Roethlisberger and 16 from Marlon Mack, so those two would just swap you know, Antonio Brown, that's not an unreasonable number to expect from him every week. You got Julio coming in who's going to give more than Josh Gordon six points, even though he doesn't get in the touchdown. He still gets in the high teens, um, mid teens. So, you know, maybe Cranmer makes a run here. Who knows? I mean, maybe. for you, you better hope not, but I mean, it's possible he makes a run here. And if we look at his schedule, he, he's got, West this week. Then he's got me. Then he's got Kyle. He's got Diddy, and he's got Eric. I mean, you know, he could he could make a run.
1: He could. There's yeah. no like
0: definite scary team right there that he's facing. He he could definitely make a run here and and squeak his way into the playoffs, and then he'd really kick that mixer up to ten speed and stick it in <laughs> our butts. Yeah. Oh God! I hope he doesn't ho- attach the dildo to the end of it and then stick it in our butts.
1: I guess. Oh man, uh, I guess this needs just, a triple X we rating just went today. From, we went from PG thirteen to rated R. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's the thing is, it's fantasy football. You never, you never know. Who the hell knows? Next week, he could put up sixty two points, and it could happen. That could legitimately happen.
0: I'll buy I a mean, pizza if he if he gets sixty two points exactly next week.
1: I yeah I, I'll just quit then. I'll consider that a win and bump myself up to two and eight
0: <sighs> or two and <laughs> seven,
1: whatever the hell I'm at. Who the hell knows anymore? Side
0: side note, love the new name. Focused on the onion. It's a great hey, name.
1: Listen, if you're not going to make playoffs, I'm sure as hell not fucking taking home the onion. So screw that. If he you know he could go on a run and. Uh, this is a good start. This is a team you want to beat. Obviously, we, a little bit of a rivalry here, although recently these two have been friends, which is strange. And he's hating on us, even though I've said that he's been unlucky. So, eh, whatever.
0: I, it really was Kalo that came on the podcast last week and said he only had three players, and that included Greg Zerline. <laughs> yeah. And look. he's he, and then we talked about it in the text, and he, like, thinks it's us. But yeah. what are you going to do? I, yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on from this matchup. We'll talk Didler versus Carl Malone. Uh this was closer than anticipated, I believe. Uh Didler ended up squeaking it out, not squeaking it out. Didler ended up winning 125.7 to 101.9 and you know, it's uh nothing really that nothing really that Rob could have done in terms of replacing players to to make that win a win for him unfortunate for him sony michelle's out unfortunate for him amari Cooper well i guess it's not terribly unfortunate but amari cooper got the rare double buy because he got a buy with the raiders then got traded had a buy with the cowboys um good news for him going forward uh fitzmagic is back and Deshaun is, Deshaun is still there. He did not get traded today.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, Rob should be happy with, uh, anyone who gets over 100 points should be happy, basically, is how I look at it. And if you happen to match up against someone who puts up more than you when you put up over 100 points, you know, there's nothing you can do. You did what you could. Um, it's strange when you look at his roster and you just scan the numbers real quick, it doesn't even look like it's going to come close to 100 points because you see a 2.6, a 4.6, a 5.8, and a 2. And you're like, how? How did this even get to 100? So um, Aaron Rodgers down down day. Uh, Latavius Murray is doing his thing, obviously, because I I would like to note that between weeks one and week five, I owned him. His max score was 6.6. Week six, I dropped him. Rob picked him up. He has since gotten 22, 21, and 18. So good on you. <laughs> um, Crabtree is trash. Fuck that guy. And Marvin's Jones, Marvin Jones Jr.? Wow. Um, yeah, continue to roll with him. Now that Golden Tate's gone, he's definitely going to see a lot more. So, I mean, he's not going to put up 27 points, but uh, he'll continue. The real enigma here is Gronk. Gronk is not
0: Gronk. Right, he's ranked eighth right now. Yeah, and he's got he's, one, two, three, four, five single digit or zeros.
1: Yeah, and you're really, really disappointed with him this season, especially because I believe he was drafted third round. In the yeah, third round, so that's a tough one. Um Deshaun Jackson instantly becomes a starter again. On this team because he's better than Michael Crabtree and Duke Johnson Jr. So yeah, once Sony Michelle comes back, Rob should get rolling again. And Le'Veon Bell's never coming back, so just hold him on that IR slot. Who okay. cares?
0: If um, if he did happen to come back and and play and contribute, like even at a running back two level, and Sony Michelle's back, I mean. With the trade of Golden Tate and Fitzmagic being back, this this looks like a team that could could, you know, win a couple here and there.
1: Yeah. Um I agree. He he could definitely win some games. He's got the potential to. It depends, you know, how Sony Michelle does come back, you know, you never know. Um Ken Barner's a good well, I thought it would be a good pickup. Obviously it's not. Uh, I think he's probably droppable at this point. Um, But, yeah, if Bell comes back and he's even a shadow of himself, then, sure, he's fine to start. But I honestly don't think he'll be playing this year. Um, Let's move on to Diddy. Let's take a look here. Uh, Jared Goff, about halfway through the game, I'm pretty sure he had, like, six points. So he just blew up. Uh, Crowell's trash.
0: Still really? It? I thought you liked that guy. I
1: hate that guy. Um, wow, he is struggling at running back, huh? Um.
0: He's got Zeke Obviously, back.
1: Zeke on a bye, but even Zeke was coming off of a poor week. Jarvis Landry, back to Jarvis Landry. And... A.J. Did was, Diddy was complaining about A.J. Green, but he ended with 16 points. Uh, shit, I would take that from any of my players. And to note, he was seen walking around in a walking boot today in the locker room. So I don't know how that's going to affect him.
0: Yeah, um, I, I heard that it's not much and it's just precautionary while they're on the bye week and stuff. Maybe he stubs okay. his toe a lot. Who knows?
1: Yeah, Uh Adam Thielen, obviously, is going to be the number one wide receiver at the end of the season because this guy cannot put up anything that's not double digits. And he scores a touchdown every freaking week. He might score a touchdown in week 10.
0: <laughs> that's his bye week for those of you listening.
1: Um, Man, you know, honestly, Diddy can feel pretty good about himself because he stole one here, I think. You know, based off of the buys and... You know, who who played well and who didn't, uh, I think he really, really got away with one here. And Rob, now, you know, obviously I said he put up 100 points. He shouldn't be mad. But when when you got like Ezekiel Elliott, obviously he's one of your best players and he's on by, you, you kind of want to sneak a, a win against that person.
0: At least Diddy had two defenses this week, and the one on his bench was the one that he drafted in the 12th round.
1: Yeah, and again, that's silly. Just don't do that. Um, And they just traded one of their players too, so... Right. uh, How many what? Right. Oh, okay. I thought you said three. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, so I don't know if they It wasn't
0: even one of the ones that was drunk last week.
1: I think, like, Jacksonville might just be, you know, cashing it in. Are you are you going to be really be a contender? Or are you going to be a pretender? And obviously they can't figure it out. This is four losses in a row now and they just can't get things situated. So which should worry Kalo a little bit because they may not rush for net back in that sense. So, right.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Uh, we'll, we will see. They do have what looks to be a little bit easier of a second half of the year. um, you know, Indy twice, not that that's easier, but that's a, that's a division game that's huge. If you win both of those, they, they got Buffalo, they got Miami, they got Tennessee. So, you know, it's not necessarily time to cash it in, but, um, you know, they, they do need to get it fixed quick.
1: Yeah. They got to get it together.
0: Adam Thielen. Does he break the record next week? What is the record? The record is eight straight games of 100 yards or more receiving. It is held by Calvin Johnson, and they play Detroit next week. Dang. In Detroit? It is not in Detroit.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, he's going to do it. Yeah? Yeah. That's right.
0: is- famous. He already broke the record for starting the season off, and like he's, I think seven was the record for start of the season, and then eight games was at any point, any stretch of games, and that was Calvin Johnson, and so he's going to be playing Detroit next week. Do you think Calvin Johnson goes to the game? No. No?
1: No. I don't even think that guy gives a shit about football anymore.
0: Okay. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. Todd Job versus Fondue Bellybutton. And Todd Job is the one to take down and end Eric's streak, winning 120.3 to 96.1. And I have to say, if it was going to be anyone, it would probably be Kyle, who has a pretty significant amount of luck as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this team basically runs by Todd Gurley, and that's it. Uh, Mark Ingram is a shadow of himself because Kamara is so freaking good. Uh, Wendell Smallwood, I can't even believe this guy is even in a lineup. Um, Doug Baldwin, trash. Sanders had a down week, but he's good. Travis Kelsey is obviously the number one tight end, so he's good. Um, but this team literally lives and dies with Todd Gurley, and that's it. The dude scores three touchdowns every week. You You can't really compete with that. That's 18 points right there without even adding his yards. So... I mean, what more can you do? Yeah. Uh, Trubisky was a good pickup. I can't believe that he's actually still playing well. Um I'd imagine that he'll come back down to earth, but then again, who knows? Uh, and he now he's sitting Russell Wilson, which I haven't been high on, so I don't really care about that. Um, Peyton Barber. Is making things at least a little interesting in Tampa Bay, and
0: yeah, but if you look at the first three games, four games, he had six, three, 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 and that was with Fitzmagic. Now Fitzmagic is back.
1: Yeah, so, so probably relying on the throw a little more there, so he'll dip. Uh, the crazy thing is Kyle ran into Eric, who happened to have a down week with. Three of his main players, and still only won by you know twenty four points. So if you if Eric substitutes Sammy Watkins in for T Y Hilton, that's instantly uh it's instantly within a point of each other, and then you'd imagine that Alshon Jeffrey would and will be a lot better than 5.5 points. And Robert Woods obviously putting up 9.5 is a little down to what he's had. So really this game could have been a lot closer. This is actually the first time Eric has started T.Y. Hilton over Sammy Watkins, I believe, since his, since he's come back from his injury, and it obviously didn't pay off. Um, but uh, usually he gets lucky with these – you know, who he decides to start. And this week was the week that, you know, he kind of screwed up.
0: I will say this. Did you happen to see the end of the Green Bay Rams game? No. So, and I'd like your opinion on this move in general. Clock was expiring. Uh, Todd Gurley decided to take a knee at the 2 or 1 or whatever before running into the touchdown so that the clock would just expire and the game would be over instead of just, like, he was, it was a touchdown. Like, it wasn't, wasn't like a maybe. Like, it was a touchdown if he wanted it, and he decided to take a knee so the game ended.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: So, you know, that's six points right there that Todd Gurley would, so Todd Gurley really should have had 36.6 points this week instead of 30.5. Um, yeah, I mean, what's your opinion on that in general? Just like, should, should well, the players score the touchdown or should they just take the knee and, and
1: yeah, but, score the touchdown. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> just score the touchdown. Not even from a fantasy point of view. Just why? If, I mean, if he's clearly getting in the end zone, why for any player in the NFL, why would you not go in the end zone? Makes no sense. Um, anyway, I, I mean kyle whatever you yeah you're five and three and you gotta win but you kind of again you you caught eric on a down week and you still only beat him by 24 points so hey throw those hot dogs in everyone else's face but maybe slap your own face with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> um i think we'll see eric's team bounce back uh not not saying that because he's playing me, but just because now he's on bye week, so he'll be fo- he doesn't have to make those decisions now. He can. It's just a force play. Like, oh, I gotta play these guys, so they're gonna be good.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll talk about that when we get there. Next matchup: Wes's shitheads versus focused on the onion. You want to talk about it? You want me to? Oh,
1: yeah. I don't care. Hey. Top- just bad at least game. at
0: least both your tight ends put up goose eggs together.
1: Yeah, that was cool. I I wonder how often that happens. Tom Brady had a bad game. Um TJ Yeldon did what TJ Yeldon I thought TJ Yeldon would do because you know, Carlos Hyde we figured would eat into some of his touches and he did a little bit here, a little bit there, even though Carlos Hyde didn't produce anything. Um David Johnson did – David Johnson did exactly what – you know, he's going to put up double digits and barely double digits, and that's what he's done all year. So, you know, obviously settling in with the new O.C., so that things are going to potentially change with that. Um, Demarius Thomas was garbage. Uh and Julian Edelman was good. The dude conti- continues to deliver. Golden Tate, another down week, and Benjamin Watson, uh, blew it out of the water. So, I was really happy with that. <laughs> a lot of points from him. Uh, that being said, let's slide down here to old Wes, and Wes, you know, Dalton's a good play, Philip Lindsay's a good play, um, Carry On Johnson. So, I think our trade carry on Johnson and who the hell was the other guy I sent? Oh, John Brown. And then David Johnson and Devin Funches. I think the difference between our scores was 0.2. It was. So I'm not saying I'm justifying the trade or whatever. It's just crazy how that could have ended so that close. Yeah. So um, three Cohen is the rea- is, has really turned it on these last four weeks. This guy is a monster. He's a must-play on this team, and he's really Wes's running back one. So Michael Thomas...
0: I will say about Tariq Cohen, it could go better for him because their guard just went down for six to eight weeks, so that's worse for Jordan Howard, who does the inside runs where the guards are, more so than... Tariq Cohen, who's an outside, get-the-ball-in-space kind of guy. Mm
1: -hmm. However,
0: 13 of his points came on one play. And the offensive linemen were over there to block for a screen play. And they were looking around, literally confused because there was no one to block. The Jets were just nowhere in sight. And he just, boom, 70-yard touchdown. (laughs) So 13.5 points came off of one play. And then the rest of the game was four points.
1: That's depressing. Um, I'm surprised that he's not starting Cam Newton every week. Look at these. Think of these numbers right quick. Just reading them off. 18, 27, 29, 16, 23, 25, 28. Yeah. What what more do you need?
0: I don't know. I mean, maybe Wes has a thing for redheads. Wink, wink.
1: Oh, God. Um... (laughs) Uh, I would be starting Cam Newton. He's the fourth best <laughs> quarterback in the league right
0: now. Um, well, he started him last week and the week before that, and the oh, week before did? that. Okay, so he just—it's been sick since of week the- four that he started. <laughs> week four is the last time he started. Andy Dalton. We're he just totally sick, off.
1: He got sick of those high numbers. <laughs> 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 um. Let's see. What else does he got here? Carry on Johnson. Yeah, that's good. Three call. Michael Thomas is concerning. What's the deal with Michael Thomas?
0: Well, Breeze threw twenty-three passes, and I didn't watch the game closely. Uh, but I, I, I only saw the second half, and I was playing league with you as that was happening, so I wasn't watching very closely. But in listening to a few summaries of the game and and analyses of uh, Breeze going forward and stuff. I heard that there were a couple turnovers that led them to having short fields, and as a result, you know, they didn't have to throw that much. They didn't have to do uh, much in the passing game, and that's why Breeze didn't throw too much. But I mean, you know, five for eighty-one. He just he didn't get in the touchdown this week, and I don't know. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, but three of the last four weeks. Yeah. Down down weeks. Yeah. I just it makes I mean, me nervous last, with like 16, like you yeah. said. um... Just maybe heading back toward the running game, New Orleans. So, I mean, it, yeah, that's definitely, definitely the
0: case. I think.
1: Um, Will Lutz, 16 points. I mean,
0: oh, it was a tough game, tough defense. You know, they, though,
1: what's the, what's the deal with him? Why he's still not confident in that? Who's still not confident to play? I guess he doesn't really have a place to play Kenyon Drake, which is crazy to say because he's been pretty good the last two weeks.
0: Yeah, he hasn't played him. Um, I don't know. You can have Geronimo Allison back, and I'll take him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought that – I mean, I guess looking at it now, it's better for Wes, but I thought it was really just a a move trade.
0: It was just nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I was getting a little bored, (laughs) (laughs) to be honest. And I had five running backs. I was like, I need a wide receiver, and then nothing. (laughs) and then. Geronimo Allison has gotten 1.9 points in the last four weeks. So.
1: Yeah. So looking at it now, this was a huge win for Wes. You know, it relieves him of a lot of pressure.
0: I mean, in four weeks, he's got Kenyon Drake with 21, 7.8, 16.7, 22.5. And I have Geronimo Allison with zero, zero by week, 1.9. So that's you know that's win. Fifty points there, and point two against you. So he's he's fifty point two points in the positive. Yeah.
1: Hey, you for know Wes, what? That's killing the game. Yeah. Good for him. That's a plus.
0: Where's I? I feel like I'm Wes's farm team. I don't like this. I thought he was supposed to be my farm team.
1: Well, uh, he's turned it around now. He made the playoffs last year, and he's he's turned over a
0: new leaf. New man, new man. New man, new man, new knees. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Anything left to say on this game?
1: No, not really. Uh, whatever.
0: It is what it is. On to the 1-7, next
1: one. Moving on to one and 8
0: In the words of uh, Bill Belichick, "We're on to Eric Kelly. <laughs> we're on to fondue belly button." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but coach, what about uh what about Demarius Thompson we're on to we're on to Eric Kelly. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's move ourselves into the matchup of the week, which was not a matchup of the week. It was So you're the Ass Man versus Wiley's dead, and the Ass man put up hundred and forty-four point seven, a mere two points shy of doubling me up. Sorry, 1.9 points away from doubling me up at my 73.3. And I mean, this was a piss poor product from the wide receivers, the quarterback and the defense and kicking team. I mean, running backs did what I needed them to do and I need them to do and what they usually do every week. Joe Mixon, 27.3. Saquon Barkley, 15.6. That was without a touchdown. So, I mean, you'll take that, uh, and then a combined 10, 11.5, 12.4 points from three wide receivers. LaShawn McCoy put up more than that with my three wide receivers. Wow. This just goes to
1: show that we're starting to see the real Drew Brees, um, they're obviously either protecting him and his arm because he's older and they don't want him to throw as much, or I mean the running game is so good they don't have to throw as much. Obviously you're using him because it's a bye week, so uh, it's almost no one trades for quarterbacks, so he's almost droppable at this point, I feel, unless you're looking for a specific matchup, um, then sure, that's fine. Your running back's doing what they need to do, like you said, and your wide receivers are god-awful. Um, you were getting by because you know Galladay was put doing his thing and Cooks was doing his thing and you know really keeping you afloat. And then once it's once those two stop doing their thing, it all went tits up.
0: Yeah, so I'm hopeful with the Tate trade that Galladay gets back on pace, and I'm hopeful that you know maybe maybe Cooper Cup coming back is good for Cooks. It opens him up a little bit. Uh, maybe the defense is is more um, is is more focused on the two wide receivers instead of the three, um, so that might help. We'll see. Uh, Melvin Gordon's back this week, but Mixon and Barkley are both on bye, so it's going to be another rough week for me.
1: Yeah, and man, it's crazy because obviously you're five and three. You know, you when your wide receivers produce, that's a win. It's a win because yeah. you're not going to compete with your running backs. Right. Um, If your wide receivers don't produce, it instantly becomes a struggle. Now, let's say you add another 14 points for your quarterback. So you're really looking at, you know, 87 points. And then, you know, give a little bit here and there. Still, you know, you're looking at... I mean, at-
0: Dan Bailey got one because I bragged to Kalo about how he hadn't had anything but double digits in that last week's discussion about... How important kickers are.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um I just think like this team will live and die as as you know, as your running backs go, but hey, trade one of those babies for a wide receiver. Who knows?
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean
1: Oh my god, I quite think this team makes me
0: sick. Quite the opposite end of the spectrum in that he has three diesel wide receivers. And he has, you know, his his team is better when his running backs show up. I mean, we we literally have a similar situation. It's just he has running he has wide receivers, and I have running backs. Yep,
1: and he has Patrick Mahomes, and everybody yeah. yeah. doesn't. Jesus, that is so nice to see. I've never seen numbers like that before. Uh. Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is kind of needs to take a step down. I know the excitement from the fourteen points, but and he's you know he's handling the workload. But I'm still going with Adrian Peterson over. Yeah, over Nick Chubb. Adrian Imagine that
0: could have been even worse. He what? could have the highest points in the league this week if he just put Peterson in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, he had Tyler Boyd on the bench with 24 points, and it really wouldn't have done anything because yeah, all of his wide receivers absolutely killed it. Uh, yeah, what more can you say about this team? It's a it's a real contender as long as you know no one gets hurt. Even if someone did get hurt, it's still a contender. This is a good team.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got depth. He's got an extra running back. He's got an extra wide receiver. He sh- he should be good to go. He's got Matt Ryan, you know, the third best quarterback waiting in the wings in case anything goes wrong with Mahomes or during Mahomes' bye week, week 12. Um, He's got Matt Ryan against New Orleans, which is going to be a shootout. Last time he played New Orleans, he had 40 points. So this might be the the year of the Mac. Yeah, very well
1: could be. Uh, Looking at, you know, the team itself and the mold of the team, Barring injuries, he's probably got the best team here.
0: Yeah, he's he's got a very scary team. Even though even though Halo has a better kicker, I would say.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, if we're really looking at teams and and in their entirety, uh, you have to take this one. You know, he, he might be the favorite right now. I'm not. I mean, obviously, Adrian Peterson isn't going to do this all every time, but. He is a very good, very good running back, too, to have.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know (laughs) Kalo thinks he has the best team, but I think their wide receivers are comparable. And if not, and and Joey's might even be better. And, you know, Joey has more depth, I think. I just, I don't know. They may be the two favorites, but Joey's usually the favorite at this point in the season, so we'll see what happens there.
1: Yeah, and... You just played the matchup between if like Stefan Diggs, Hopkins, Evans are all plug ins. McCaffrey's a plug in. Really? Your only choice is your R B two. You're just playing you're just playing a matchup between Chubb and Peterson and that's it. Yeah. So hey,
0: screw it. That's a that's a great team. And he's been playing the Browns defense forever. Yeah, I don't understand. I, guess, that. I mean they're the fourth highest. I guess that's yeah, I mean, it's good. Who they they have any good games Every coming up? Every other week they have a double digit, but this uh, week better, is supposed to be a double digit not, and they're playing Kansas City.
1: Better not play them this week.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't play them the next don't two like, weeks. The, uh, I wouldn't play them the next three weeks.
1: I don't like them with the whole matchup playing against your own quarterback deal. That shit sucks.
0: Yeah. All right, so that's this week's matchups. Uh, we can move on to next week's.
1: Okay. Let's do it.
0: So we're going to start by talking uh, Wiley's Dead Footballers versus focused on the playoffs. Uh, Wiley's Dead Footballers is five and three, focused on playoffs four and four. Both teams on a losing streak. Wiley lost one. Kalo lost two. Uh, Wiley's tied with Joey Mech for first in Wingdale, and Kalo is third in Wingdale. So, you know, that flip-flops this week since we're mm-hmm. one game apart uh, because... I believe that he will beat me Barkley and Mixon on bye. And as we said, you know, I, my team is based on my running back. So yeah, Gordon's back, but then I got McCoy and Aaron Jones in. I like Aaron Jones going forward. I think he's going to be a good play. He's startable, I think, at least in the flex spot for now. We'll see how, how that turns out and we'll see what the new look, uh, Lions look like with, Without Tate, Galladay can bounce back. Kittle plays tomorrow night. Uh, I don't know who the hell my defense is going to be yet. We'll figure that out later. I mean, Dan Bailey's... Dan, the real matchup here comes down to Dan Bailey versus Harrison Bucker. And that's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. I mean, how can I compete? Harrison Bucker's the third kicker, third best kicker. Dan Bailey's only 25th.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But, so who are you taking? You're taking Kalo?
0: Yeah. All right, so... I didn't run down his team if you want to do that.
1: Oh, my bad. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, Man, he's... uh, Who's he got on bye? So he's got Beckham and Fournette on bye, but Fournette's
0: really not whatever. Um, What is worth mentioning about that is Fournette's on bye, so he's not going to be marked out this week. So he's going to have to drop somebody from his, his bench to... Get him back on there. Interesting. That
1: that is interesting. Who the hell's on this? Uh, I'll probably drop Chris Thompson, I would. Kirk Cousins up against are you starting Drew Brees? Probably not, right?
0: No, I might be. Oh. Okay. They're All gonna right. have they're gonna have to pass in that game to come back, like.
1: Let's see. Kirk Cousins even still against, you know, Drew Brees or uh, I think he has the edge on Drew Brees, and I think he goes even with Phillips. Phillip Rivers. Phillips. Whoa. Uh Kamara versus Gordon, to me, is a toss-up. That's even. Yeah. Aaron Jones, I guess shady. Aaron Jones against, let's see, who who would he have? Doug Martin. Uh, I still like that better. Uh, I still like Jones better, especially now that he's probably, well, he should be the number one in, in Green Bay. Um, he'll have. Why? Man, he's got a lot of people with questionable tags, huh? Oh, maybe he'll play Burrito.
0: He's got Burrito in on mine.
1: Oh, he does? Oh, I'm looking at the preview. For some reason, it doesn't open. For some reason, it doesn't uh, apparently update it.
0: Um. <laughs> so he's got Cousins vs. Breeze. Who do you got? Yep. Or Cousins vs. Um, Cousins Rivers. Even, you said? Even, yeah. Kamara Gordon, even, you said? Yep. Doug Martin, LaShawn McCoy? McCoy. Uh, Matt Barita, Aaron Jones? Jones. Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks? Oh, hell. Juju and Kenny Galladay? Juju. Trey Burton, George Kittle? Kittle. Ravens defense versus no one? Knock it off. I'm not going that far. <laughs> um, I'm going to roll with... Yeah, I'm going to roll with Kalo. You're missing your two
1: big guns, so Kalo is probably the, the better pick for this one, which would put him at what?
0: Five, five and four. four.
1: And you at five and four. So and He would be ahead
0: of me because he would have beaten me twice.
1: Things are staying tight here.
0: Just to update you, last week... I went three and two. You went two and three. You were up by one, so we are actually tied now. Whoa. Um, right. And then you have the tiebreaker with the Thursday night games. You're seven and one and I'm six and two. All right. Moving on. Let's look at the mailman himself, Carmelone FC versus the ass man. The mailman versus the ass man. This is the matchup of the men. Uh we've got uh, the significant buy in this game is Zach Ertz for You're the Ass Man. Uh, Tyler Boyd, Naeem Hines, and Clary Clement all have buys. And on Rob's side, we've got uh, Carson Wentz, Adam Vinatieri, and CJ Uzama. He's not going to be using uh, him this week. Oh, God, <laughs> that was a stretch. <laughs> 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 All right, um, why don't you take the lead on this one?
1: All right, uh, let's go uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, over Aaron Rodgers. That's crazy to say, isn't it? If I was saying that at the beginning of the season, you'd think I was drunk. Um, and, and if you're saying that in
0: a real game, you might even be drunk. Like,
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's Fantasy football. Crazy.
1: Um, Christian McCaffrey over Duke Johnson. Latavius Murray over Nick Chubb. I'm going to assume that Adrian Peterson will be in for Chubb. So... That brings it a little more down-to-earth, but I'm still going to roll with Latavius Murray. Adams and Diggs, I'll say, is a toss-up. I'm also going to probably say that Deshaun Jackson is going to work his way in for Michael Crabtree. I still think, to, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins over over Jackson, and then Evans over Jones. Uh, Gronk, I want to say, over whoever he picks up. but
0: Jimmy I'm, Graham.
1: I'm just not sure. Oh, yeah, he probably is going to play Jimmy Graham. And honestly, yeah, Gronk should outproduce Jimmy Graham. I'm going to roll with Joe Mack here, though. I just don't think it's enough for Rob. You know, if Rob had, you know, Le'Veon Bell, Sony Michelle, then we're talking something different, but, and it would be very, very close. But, um, the way that Joe Mack's team produced last week and only missing Zach Ertz this week, he'll be just fine.
0: Yeah. There's there's no way in hell I can pick Rob in this one. So yeah, I'm going. I'm even like he's gonna need a massive shootout in Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Rob Gronkowski going off. But still, it's gonna be it's gonna be the ass man. The ass man's gonna shit on the mailman. The mailman's not gonna deliver his mail no more. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next matchup. We've got Tajab versus the Diddler on the Roof. This is a matchup for first place in the Dover side. Uh, Todd Job surprising five and three versus Diddler on the Roof, who is six and two. Uh, significant buys include Eric Ebron, AJ Green, and the Jaguars defense, I suppose. And then. Wendell Smallwood and Evan Ingram on the other side for Todd Job, So no significant buys there. You got Russell Wilson versus Jared Goff. I'd say that that's a push. Todd Gurley versus Zeke is going to be Todd Gurley. Ingram versus Crowell is going to be Ingram. Doug Baldwin versus Jarvis Landry. I guess Jarvis Landry. Thielen versus Keenan Allen. Thielen. Emmanuel Sanders versus Calvin Ridley. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Travis Kelsey versus whoever Diddy figures out to put in at tight end. Um, and then who cares? Uh, besides Kalo. So you know what I think? I think Todd Job's going to win this one.
1: Okay. Um, let's see. I agree. Golf Wilson. That's a toss up. Gurley's better than Zeke. Uh, Ingram's going to outproduce Crowell. Now, if we were talking Baldwin, who, you know, 100% Baldwin, I'd pick him over Landry, but that's not the case. So I'm going to go with Landry, Thielen, um, Emmanuel Sanders, and then Travis Kelsey. I think this ends up being an extremely close game, probably the closest game of the week, and it'll probably go to Kyle.
0: Okay. Second round of the Romulus-Remus matchup. Uh, This was the one that I really wanted to pick as the matchup of the week as it's a brother matchup and it's a brother matchup that could have fatal blows dealt should Eric get lucky and win this week or should Eric skillfully win this week for those of you who get frustrated when we say he's lucky. Um, Looking at it, you got Brady versus... um, Alex Smith barring him picking something up. Brady. You got Tevin Coleman at Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt at Cleveland. You got Buck Allen at James White. James White. Demarius Thomas at are you are you thinking of starting anybody else or Demarius Thomas is the guy?
1: I think I kind of have to start and my only other option is obviously Golden Tate's on a bye.
0: Cooper Cup is supposed to
1: be oh, could, back could this week. Cooper Cup, basically, that's a toss up. Cooper Cup coming off of an injury. You know, what's he going to be like? Or Demarius Thomas learning a new playbook. What's he going to be like? Right. So I think I'm going with the guy with the playbook just because I'm not going to say Cooper Cup won't outproduce Demarius Thomas this weekend, but the smarter play in my mind is to go with the guy who's at least healthy.
0: All right. So it's Demarius versus Sammy Watkins, I assume. Um, I think Sammy and then Julian Edelman versus at this point, barring any moves by Eric, it looks like Chris Hogan. Uh, I will take, I will take Julian over Chris Hogan and Robert Woods versus Devin Funches. Oh, uh, I think Woods. Um Austin Hooper and Jordan Reed. I think uh they're playing against each other. Mm, I don't know. I guess Austin Hooper. And I'm going there cuz it's important. The Bears uh at Buffalo could have a big game and Texans Texans could have a decent game too against Denver Uh, I'll go Bears Uh, kicker obviously it's going to come down to Jason Myers kicking six field goals against Miami um, versus Prater kicking three extra points and one field goal at Minnesota so man I thought for sure you might have this going into it, because I knew he had a lot of buys going on. But, I don't know. I think he might still be able to squeak it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you break it down, really the only matchup I'm winning is the Brady matchup, and that kind of gets canceled out with the fact that he's got James White. So, that kind of sucks.
0: There's going to be a lot of Patriots going on here. you got... Brady and Edelman, he's got White and probably, I mean, let's be real, he's probably got Chris Hogan because he doesn't pick many people up either, so. Yeah. Wow. He, uh, you know what? This is stupid. Take it to the bank. Chris Hogan's getting a touchdown, at least one touchdown, possibly two. That's the person who's going to fuck you over this week. Yeah, probably. It really is. Because, I mean he'll get he'll get four more points from two touchdowns than Brady will. Yeah, what are you going to So uh... it's going to be like two touchdowns from Brady to to Hogan and one to White and and nothing to Edelman kind of thing. You know, that's just what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately when your quarterback is throwing to the other person's players, it's not going to benefit you and he tends to favor James White on those little dink passes, so this is definitely going to be an, uh, a problem. I mean, if you look at James White's receptions in the last four games, 10-5, 8, and 10 for 77, 53, 57, and 79. So three touchdowns in that time too off of throws. So not looking too promising, even with Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's so got I'm six.
1: Not... Shit, I might have to pick up a quarterback.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it could could go down that way. All right, I guess I'm putting it in Eric and Eric for us, right? Yep. All right, so we are the same all the way through, and it'll all come down to this matchup of the week. Okay, so this week's matchup of the week is the Battle of the Dusty Old Men, which should henceforth be known as the Dust Bowl. Ah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, we got a name change. Mid show, a mid show name change. Mike Cranmer oh has changed God. his name to Kicked Ass.
1: You shouldn't even warrant that. Oh my
0: God. Uh, Wes's Shitheads versus Kicked Ass. Mike Cranman's <laughs> new team name. And if we look at it, uh, no significant buys really. I guess Andy Dalton, Sterling Shepard, and Christian Kirk on Wes's side. And then on Cranman's side, Marlon Mack, I suppose, is a pretty big big bye week. He's at uh nine point eight, thirty point nine, and twenty seven point nine. Yeah, he's so
1: been really good recently. Very that's good. a
0: that's a big hit to Cranmer. Uh so he's got Lamar Miller and James Connor going at running back versus Philip Lindsay. Ooh, there he is, Kenyon Drake making an appearance. on Johnson sitting on the bench. Odd odd moves by by Wes.
1: Yeah. Um uh I don't get it either, right? Yeah, Chris. Ooh, wrong side. Kenyon Drake in uh just traded for on Johnson. I kind of get it playing against Minnesota. Everyone knows that Minnesota defense, but maybe not again kind of like uh the uh who did, did he draft? I don't even remember. Jaguars. The Jaguars maybe not up to snuff with what they used to be, but uh You know, would you rather have Kenyon Drake against the Jets, or would you rather have, you know, On Johnson against Minnesota?
0: Yeah, I suppose. Um, and I'm, I'm letting you take the reins on this one. I did the last one.
1: All right. Uh, I like Cam Newton over Ben Roethlisberger. That's a great start by Wes, and obviously maybe last week, you know, giving Cam a little off time on the bench, letting him, you know, be healthy for this week's start. Uh... Philip Lindsay, I like more than Lamar Miller. I think Lamar Miller's punched above his weight in the recent weeks, and I think that'll come back down to earth.
0: Punched Connor, above his weight. I like it.
1: Yeah. Connor is better than Drake. That I mean, that's just a given. Connor's gonna you know, he's he'll probably get in the end zone twice and he'll probably go for a hundred yards. Just to and, note,
0: he went nine for nineteen and three for twenty five um against Baltimore last time for a whopping 7.9 points his only single digit performance of the season
1: and I'm sure he'll want to show that and prove them wrong so. that was at
0: home against Baltimore too not away
1: okay yeah and they're away this week so maybe this might be an off week for Connor you never know Carson I like the start you got to fill him in for Mac. You don't know if he's gonna produce the what he did last time, which is why I'm gonna le- lean toward Tariq Cohen. He's been such a force these last four weeks, and how could you how could you even bet against him? Um you really can't. Uh Brown over Michael Thomas uh, Julio Jones over John Brown and Greg Olson over Njoku Honestly, I've been saying this week in and week out. I don't know how his team is two and six. I'm going with Cramman
0: All right. Um. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's gonna be it's gotta be hard. Like, how can when is Julio's gotta score a touchdown this year?
1: Nah, stop saying that. He,
0: right. he
1: didn't. He didn't do it against me. He ain't doing it.
0: All right. Uh, Greg, the legs gonna. Kick a lot of points against New Orleans.
1: Like what happens? Like I don't watch the game, so does it? He's just covered too tightly to get in the end zone. He never like no one ever falls asleep on coverage against him. Or I don't just, know. When they're in the red zone, they don't aim for him. What the hell's going on?
0: Uh, no, I mean he's got red zone targets. Um, so I, I don't really know. It's just, just weird. He's got an allergy. <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, locking it in, I guess we're going to go the same this week. Uh, yeah, Cranman yeah. and Cranman. So, we just got all five. It, it's going to happen, especially in this week of Bipocalypse, which there are six teams on by. Uh, so there's really no way around it. Um, and plus, I mean, Cranman's team is just the best in the league. I know we just said Joey, but. We know deep down that Cranman has the best team in the league. It is definitely the best team to ever be in last place at any point during the season. You know, I'm just appeasing him because he really wanted us to talk about how great his team is.
1: Hey, it is a good team. It's not yeah. great. It's a good team. It's a good team. It's a good team. Honestly, James
0: Conner was a lucky pickup. Like, yeah. And five, lucky that it stayed so long.
1: It's a 500 team.
0: Uh, That's it for this week. Um, I think we got our special segment, don't we? We do. All right. You ready for it? Oh, yeah. Oh, we got to make our Thursday picks. Yes, we do. Who do you have? Oh, my God. It's the Niners and the fucking... Who's the other one? Oakland.
1: Oh, my God. That's fucking awful. I'm going with the Niners. Fuck it.
0: You're going with the Niners? All right. I'm going with Oakland just to make it different. (laughs)
1: Where are they, first of all?
0: Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in California. They are in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm going to roll with San Fran. All right. I'm rolling with Oakland. Literally, they're just across the bridge from each other. Who the hell cares? Long bus ride, dude. It's heavy traffic. All (laughs) right. So that'll help us differentiate who wins this week. So that's that. Ready? Let's go. No shit or bullshit.
1: Uh, all right, here we go. Crowell is a dependable running back too now.
0: Bullshit. I have nothing to back that up, just bullshit.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's but had three weeks bull-
0: in a row of single-digit points. I don't need to know. I'm like, That's it.
1: Yeah, I just, you know, with the injury, but still, yeah. Yeah, but Elijah
0: Maguire's coming back. He's supposed to be—he was—what's uh, his name? Um, Powell. Well, Powell wasn't even going to make the team this year because of Elijah McGuire, and then he got hurt, and so they had to keep Powell. So I don't believe that Crowell is going to be worth that damn.
1: Yeah, same here. It's bullshit for me. All right, let's move on. Uh, Ingram is a flex player at best. Mark Ingram? Yes.
0: At best.
1: Yeah, So if I
0: believe he's more— then a flex player running back two, then I'm saying bullshit. Yep. I think he will be at worst a flex player. So I'm saying bullshit to that. I think he's going to be usable every week.
1: I'm going to say no shit. And the fact
0: that Kamara is just too good, too I, good, man. He's too good. I believe it, but I also believe that come end of middle of November, end of December, they're going to start to dial back on that, save for playoffs, um, save for next year, make sure nothing serious happens, and just use uh, Ingram while they while they have him still, because he's a free agent next year. So those last few weeks that are relevant to fantasy, I think they'll be running the hell out of Ingram to uh, preserve Kamara for the future.
1: Right, that's fair. Uh, Kareem Hunt will finish as a top three running back.
0: Bullshit. There's just too many too many pieces in Kansas City to support him staying that high. Mm. Are you thinking? I am.
1: I want to say, yeah. It's. I mean, let's assume Gordon and and who's the other one? Kyle's Gordon
0: Gurley. Those are one and two right there, so really... Kamara. Where's Saquon in all this? Saquon. Saquon's number two right now.
1: Yeah, so he's probably not going to edge those guys out. It'll be close, but He's...
0: Kareem Hunt is five right now, and he hasn't had his bye week.
1: Yeah, so I would say... Gurley's, yeah.
0: had, Gurley's number six, and he's had a week out, and he's had his bye week. So he's had two weeks out. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Yeah, I was, I'll go with bullshit. I was kind of leaning that way, but it definitely makes it interesting to think how good he he's come along because we were definitely shitting on him at the beginning.
0: Yeah, back when Eric didn't know who he was.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. Is that what uh
1: got? yeah. Let's uh this one's a little tricky. Okay. okay I'm not going to lie. Lindsay, Drake, or Cohen will finish As top 10 running backs.
0: Lindsey, Drake, or Cohen. So these are three from Wes's team, right? Yep. Lindsey, Drake, or Cohen will finish as top 10 running backs. Bullshit. They Um, are all
1: floating within the 12 to 15 range right now.
0: Right. Yeah, they're actually 14, 15, 16 consecutively right now. So I lied. Well, no, that's all still in the 12 to... 16 range. Um, Yeah, I don't think that, you know, they get that high. Um, None of them have had the... Oh, no, Cohen has had his bye week. Um, But I just, I don't see him. He's going to fall off at some point. It's going to get colder. He's a tiny little frail man. It's not going to be the same gameplay for him in Chicago that it is during the late summer, early fall. I'm going to go with,
1: man, man, got three people who can crack the top ten. It'll be close. Uh, I'd say the most likely of them would be Lindsay, But I still don't think he's going to do it, so I'll go with bullshit. They'll probably all float between 12 and 18 is what I'm thinking.
0: Okay. I mean, players that they would have to jump right now. Joe Mixon, David Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Christian McCaffrey. That's who the the four that they would have to jump at this point. Yeldon is somebody they could pass.
1: And to be honest, out of all those, who do you think is most likely to get passed?
0: Peterson and Yeldon, then Peterson.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeldon holds more value than Carlos Hyde.
0: No shit. Carlos Hyde's not a pass catching back. Yeldon will retain that role.
1: What about when Fournette comes back?
0: I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like Fournette will be the first and second down running back. Yeldon will be the third down running back. And Carlos Hyde will get sprinkled in randomly.
1: Yeah, I say no shit. I still don't get that trade. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, it would have made more sense if if uh, Fournette had more something more serious going on. But it doesn't seem that way
1: yeah uh chubb is a flex option at best
0: uh no shit i don't think he's better than a flex yeah i agree i think this is really for joey specifically he's not a flex option
1: yeah he he is a flex option for sure i say no shit um this will be a good year for him. It will be a good test, and I think it will show us really what we can expect going forward. Because if he can put up double digits, uh, you know, 10 to you know, 12 points each week or somewhere thereabouts, 9 to 12 points each week for the rest of the season, then he might be someone, you know, reliable next year. You know, he gets a year under his belt and then can really go at it.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Nobody knows what's going on with the coaching staff over there. So, oh, by the way, did I heard that uh, Hugh Jackson went into the owner's office and was like, "You got to get rid of Todd Haley." And then, not in this these words exactly, but the owner's like, "Jokes on you. We're getting rid of you and Todd Haley." Really? Yeah, I heard that Monday he was like, "I'm done with this guy. Like, I, I, you need to fire him." And he's like, "Well, actually." You're both fired.
1: (laughs) Well, that just fell right in his lap, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. Pot, meat, kettle. (laughs) Um, Kittle ends the season as the number two tight end.
0: Ooh. Uh, Bullshit. You got Ertz and you got got Kelsey, so it's going to be tough.
1: I think he'll catch Zach Ertz. I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little crazy here. I'm gonna say, no shit, he's finishing second. Okay,
0: bold bold prediction. It's Uh, the
1: only option in San Fran.
0: Yeah. Follow up question. If if he, where does he have to finish to make my twenty one dollars worth it? Second. Second. If he finishes third, it wasn't worth it. No.
1: No, I think, he, you know, it depends where you – He's got to finish 21st. I guess, you know, $21 – We this is the first season we've done, Bob, so it's weird where, like, we can't really say, like, oh, $20 is well spent when you buy someone who does this. This will be a good intro into that. Like, uh, Caleb spent massive amounts of money on players that he doesn't even fucking own anymore. Uh, whereas some people have spent zero dollars on like Latavius Murray and the dude's fucking killing it. So we're not really sure what the value is, but yeah, yeah, if he finishes in the top three for tight ends, that's pretty good. You know, because it's tight ends are hard to come by. Right. Um, and. You know, $21 is probably well spent on a tight end that finishes,
0: you know, top three. At least Kalos still has no money.
1: <laughs> the first one out. Very rare. Yeah. Um. Fournette comes back next week.
0: Uh, No shit. I think he does. Wait, this week's their by? Yeah. Okay. Thought you were trying to play that, a joke on I'm me. Saying,
1: no, the reason I'm saying that is because... The Carlos Hyde trade—it made people think. Whoa, maybe this is a little more serious
0: than we thought, right? But reports have come out after that that say he's coming back. So I, I kind of just feel like he's coming back. They need him to if they want to do anything this season. Um, so I'm just—I'm gonna say he's coming back.
1: All right, I'll say. Um, I'll say no shit. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. They've um, been now. It doesn't.
0: Uh, it could be one snap, but he'll be back.
1: Yeah, he could pull his fucking hamstring again. Um, Cooper becomes a wide receiver too because of the trade.
0: Oh, Amari Cooper. Um, is there another Cooper? Cup. I was. Oh. Trying, I was like, what trade? Uh, a consistent wide receiver two. Bullshit. He's just, you know, there's the playbook. There's the and it's got to be at this point. It's got to be pretty well established that it's just mental with him. I mean, he's got the talent. He's shown it all. The, he's shown it every once in a while, and he had two 1,000-yard seasons, so there's something mental going on there. And to learn a new playbook, to get in with new people, I think that it benefits Ezekiel Elliott, but it doesn't benefit anybody else really. I mean, it will benefit uh, Jack a little bit, but it's not going to help Amari. He'll have games here and there.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say bullshit. He's too
0: inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, Flex matchup depend. Flex based on the matchup.
1: Yeah, and you don't know when he's gonna be ready, and by the time he is ready, it
0: very well could be fantasy playoffs Um, of 2023.
1: (laughs) And then he's on the Giants. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Mack will continue with double digits.
0: No shit. I don't think that's unreasonable. 30 points is ridiculous. 20 points, I think, is ridiculous. But, you know, t- between 10 and 15, I think, is reasonable.
1: So he's—basically what I'm saying is, like, even if he has a 5-1 game, he gets a 15. He's going to average double digits for the rest of the season.
0: Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um,
1: this one's tight because I think he's been punching above his weight kind of like Lamar Miller. So I'll go—
0: Man, Cranman's team really likes to pick on the fat kids.
1: I'll go no shit. I'll go. With, I'll roll with it. I mean, he's the main back there, so and they're kind of rolling right now, so okay. they should
0: they should let it continue. All right. That's it. That's, that's it. Every,
1: that's every team.
0: All right, hey guys. Uh, next week, you should probably tune in. Uh, maybe do you still have the the first round written down?
1: I do not. We'd have to listen back a week. Okay, so I'll
0: listen to it this week, and and we'll go back and decide. We'll talk about how correct or incorrect we were. That sounds good to me. All right. Yeah? Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Except for you, Cranmer, your team sucks. Um, Yeah, good luck to everybody this week. Sucks with all the buys. Just a heads up, trade deadline is approaching. You know, not not anything too serious. We still have three weeks and two days, so uh, just something to keep in mind. A couple weeks left till that hits.
1: All right. Yeah. Well. Good luck, everybody. Uh, you know, if you, if you got people to trade, don't don't be greedy. Get rid of them. If you got extra wide receivers, extra running backs, quarterbacks, you know, help everybody in this league become better, especially me. All right? All right. You're back. Bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the DFFL Podcast. For more information on the DFFL, head on over to doverffl.weebly.com.